Express route yourself. Express route yourself. Hey guys, and welcome to the show. <laughs> I really wish you guys could see some of the stuff that happens before we start recording because it's a lot of fun. Ryan, how you doing, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing good. Um, so today we're going to talk about Express Route. I know we've had some some high level conversations about Express Route before, but I think we're going to um, kind of dive in a little deeper today. Yeah, and it's a little bit harder to show because I don't actually have any. Uh, you know, connectivity here from my home um, or, you know, an office that I can actually demonstrate <laughs> some of that. But um, um, but we'll use some imagination to kind of walk through, you know, what's possible. And, um, you know, this, this kind of goes hand in hand with some of the stuff we talked about. And, and uh, I think the, the episode two, where we talked a lot about VPN connectivity. Yeah, absolutely. And so uh, I don't know if it's handy, but uh, do we want to show the people out there today why you don't have Internet access? Yeah, sure. I, I think that's a great idea. So it looks like apparently somebody was trying to bury a deer with a backhoe. <laughs> I wish I could say that were true. Unfortunately, the local local utility company decided to play in the dirt out in my yard and uh, managed to cut through not one, but both of my uh, my connections I have going to Comcast. So I definitely could have used some express route connectivity here from my home um, today. So I, uh, I've got it stitched back together with some shoestrings and bubble gum. So hopefully it'll, it'll keep going for the... the duration of our show yeah you you were saying that you went out there and spliced it together yourself yeah yeah I, yeah i uh I, thankfully i had some uh compression connectors and uh the uh, crimping tools and whatnot so the, the wire, gas wire yeah. nuts and bubble gum and yeah exactly yeah utility company was impressed and they said they little <laughs> little gas soldering iron yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. That probably wouldn't have been a good idea since they were uh, they were working on the gas line. <laughs> yeah, no, that would be bad. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, that's cool. At least you got internet. That's right. Yep. So I got got uh, got got myself back up and running. So. All right. So let's let's get started. Show us what you got. Sure. Yeah. So you know, let's take a step back, and you know, we've talked a lot about different ways that you can actually connect into Azure. Um, you know, over public connections. You know, with some of the other episodes that we did, where we actually demonstrated, you know, a, a virtual machine is running, we're remote remote desktoped to it. Um, you know, those those resources have public IP addresses that are readily accessible on, on the public interwebs. Um, and we also talked about you know VPN connectivity using an IPsec tunnel between a branch office or remote location into Azure, allowing you to bridge a private network into a private network in Azure. And um, what this slide is showing is that there's a lot of complexity involved in what actually lives in you know one of our Azure regions, um, comprising of you know many data centers. <clears throat> um, so you know we have you know typically when you think about a um, you know, a customer with a, a, a data center, you know, they have a lot of, kind of you know, pieces of equipment, um, you know, maybe Cisco, F5, you know, uh, Palo Alto, different types of networking devices that a customer would actually use to actually connect one of their sites up to their data center or to a colo provider or, you know, insert whatever customer solution here. Um, we've taken a different approach and we have a, a software defined network um, that allows us to achieve very high rates of speed across 
networks that customers define and configure through the Azure portal or through PowerShell, um, and whatever mechanism the customers want to use to connect up to us. And we connect all of our regions around the world with a um, very large uh, optical network that we actually you know own and operate. You know we're we're uh, pretty pretty proud of that network. Um, I think it's you know to the tune of of you know many millions of literal miles of fiber that we own underneath the ocean and and throughout different continents. Yeah, it's it's pretty staggering how how much we built that out. So you know the benefit of that to our customers is they can you know leverage that connectivity that we have to be able to you know rapidly move data between uh, you know from one Azure region to another, um, which leads to you know what we're going to talk about today, where customers can use higher speed means to actually take advantage of that connectivity um, by connecting to us through, you know, MPLS or multiple provider, um, you know, type services where um, where customers can actually have, in, a sense, in a essence, a dedicated a jack or port on a, um, you know, to us, you know, with a dedicated speed and an SLA that's centered around it. So when you think about using something like a VPN device, um, you're reliant on the internet connectivity, um, the pathways and routing tables that you know, different internet service providers are routing you through, um, you know, different points of presence and so forth. And with a direct connection from a customer site to us using ExpressRoute, customers can take advantage of speeds up to 10 gigabits uh, to, you know, allow them to to connect up in a, you know, high rate of speed and, and take advantage of of that high-speed interconnect that, that we have across different Azure regions. Wow. So almost as fast as physical local area networks. Yeah, yeah, but obviously within... And, and yeah. as fast as some. Yeah, that's right. I, I was going to say, you can't can't speed up the, the um, or can't make the speed of light go any faster. So right. you know, obviously, you know, however far away that connection or that that spot where you actually appear with us is, you know, there, there could be some inherent latency. Um, but yes, you know, we, we have... Um, actually, the slide kind of summarizes some of that. That we actually have 35 locations that customers can actually peer into our network, and we have uh, 3,500 ISPs that we work with. Um, you know, ISPs or um, uh, colo, you know, ex exchange providers that we actually work with that you can use to you know connect up to us. So, so just as an aside, I've worked with several customers now that have ExpressRoute, and I've looked at network traces from a lot of those networks, and the round trip time between their border router and us is actually very, very fast. What what normally happens is that they if if there's a bottleneck, it's because they've got some sort of hardware in front of their border router or behind their border router, I should say, that's right. doing like packet analysis or something along those lines that's slowing us down. Right, right. Yeah, they, some customers actually. Um, you know, leverage express route connections to be able to have to backhaul traffic back to, you know, some sort of security appliance to do, like you yeah. said, some sort of packet inspection. So there's a lot of creative things you can do once you actually extend our network directly to the customers. Yeah, it's cr crazy fast. Yes. Yep. All right. So um, actually, let me just build this slide out since... Um, Looks like the uh, build was a little bit uh, off on it. So, you know, I, I already highlighted, you know, some of the other mechanisms that you can use to connect the point-to-site and site-to-site VPN connectivity, you know, internet-based, no SLA. Um, and then you compare and contrast that to, you know, what we're talking about today with ExpressRoute. 
um, where there actually is an SLA, and you know, typically those, uh, you know, if a customer is using a like a WAN provider or carrier like an AT and T or Verizon, um, there's actually a very high SLA, you know, the the multiple nines, um, you know, a guarantee for that that sort of circuit. And when we bring an express route circuit to a customer, um, it's actually done so in, with a redundant port. So. Um, you know, we I talked about there being up to a 10 gigabit, uh, you know, capacity that's available. If a customer were to procure that, we would actually have two 10 gigabit connections, um, and that's to allow, you know, for you know device failure or uh, you know somebody, you know, some unfortunate um, you know utility company digging up and the customer's property as happened. Yeah, that would never happen. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, you know, it's, it's a redundant connection to be able to provide customer, you know, guaranteed uh, SLA around that. That's cool. So, you know, as we talked about that, um, you know, that there's a, the customers actually purchase a, a particular speed or port speed when they, when they buy uh, express route. Um, and, you know, we guarantee a level of performance. And in fact, we even allow the customer to burst beyond that, speed because we actually have a redundant connection and we can take advantage of that for uh, you know specialized situations where circumstances where the customer's traffic might actually exceed what they purchase for short periods of, of time Wow all right um, so this is um, you know highlighting some of the speeds that are available so we support from you know the, the smallest or lowest speed that we support is 50 megabits. Um, and we support all the way up to 10 gigabits. You can see the the increments here that, that we actually you know support 50, 100, you know 200 on, on up. Um, and a customer wants you know so they can start with a 50 megabit connection, and they can always increase um, you know that that port speed without having to tear down all of the connections. So they can work with a carrier if they're using a, a WAN provider, or uh, you know if they're using an exchange provider. To kind of talk about those differences here in a minute, uh, they can always increase that. And we have two ways that customers can can use ExpressRoute. So as we talked earlier in uh, some of the uh, the other episodes, when we talked about networking. Any byte of data that leaves our data center is metered, and you know, any um, any bit of traffic that, that exits one Azure region to another actually is a, a chargeable um, you know block or, or a chargeable unit that the customers actually build for. Um, and Express Route is actually available in two different options. You know, one using the the metered approach, which is just um, just like any other network connectivity that they might be using uh, today. You know, from you know publicly accessing resources in Azure or using VPN, uh, or they can actually have an unmetered connection or an unlimited connection. So much like you know your your cell phone plans today, um, you, you know you would not be billed for any egress traffic leaving any of our our uh, Azure regions. And what I advise customers to do in kind of determining which path to take is to, you know, to take some historical uh, usage data of, you know, how much traffic that they actually use in and out of Azure to actually use that as a barometer to determine whether or not it's worth the investment to actually go with the unmetered path, um, you know, to, because there is kind of a, depending on what level of connectivity the customer is using, there is kind of a break-even point where it makes sense uh, to go with the unlimited path versus, you know, paying for, for bytes sure. of data at least. Yeah. Yep. All right. Um, so let's talk about the different ways that you can connect. 
Um, customers can actually connect to us through uh, a co-location provider or, or cloud exchange provider. And there's actually some benefits to, co to customers in using this sort of, of option or path. I have some customers I worked with who have, um, you know, like AS400s or, uh, you know, some green plum or Natiza boxes that, that, um, that they can't easily move into Azure for a variety of reasons. So going with a colo provider allows customers to take those resources that aren't able to run in any cloud provider, not just Azure. I should say, you know, that are kind of, and um, you know, that they have some inhibiting technical factors that preclude them from being able to deploy into any any public cloud provider. Um, customers can deploy those into a colo and connect up via Express Route to that colo, and and that's their on ramp to Azure. But it's also a a um, you know high uh, a, a very high-speed connection that they have to those assets that they put in the colo, um, you know, provider as well. So it's a way for customers to move their data center and retain control of assets that might not be cloud-ready, but still be able to take advantage of, of ExpressRoute as well. So it's kind of the best of, of both worlds. Um, customers can also have a point-to-point a -point, uh, Ethernet connection. So in both of these providers, we actually have a layer two connection that we provide or hand off to the end customer to be able to give them some control over, um, you know, BGP peerings and, and um, uh, fil uh, uh, you know, filters that they have set up or that they advertise from their, their network into Azure and back. Um, and you compare these paths with using a carrier which you know, customers can use uh, a carrier such as uh, you know an AT and T or a Verizon, where they actually punch into a private WAN. You know, they have an MPLS circuit to to one of these carriers. And the benefit of going this path is that customers don't have to worry about equipment that they have to maintain. So in the other path, you know, customers typically have you know some bit of gear that they put in a cage that we actually cross connect over to a port on. You know, it's one of our core routers, <clears throat> whereas going the uh, carrier path, um, you know, that's a managed connection for the customer. So, you know, we the customers can still get that high-speed connection, but they don't have to worry about some of the equipment uh, management that might go along with maintaining that connection. Cool. All right. So, uh, we talked in the past about VPN connectivity. Express Route can actually coexist with that VPN, or I'm sorry, with, with um, uh, those VPN connections. So, you know, we've increased over the past year uh, our VPN connections, uh, you know, specifically the, the gateways that we have native to Azure that allows you to connect up to, um, to, to support up to 1.25 gigabits of throughput with our, our fastest and most performant VPN gateway tier. So what customers can actually do is maybe they have a smaller branch office. It doesn't really necessitate the need to have a express route, you know, connection you know, from 50 to 50 megabit to 10 gigabit, but they can just take advantage of, of the public internet connecti connectivity all the way up to, you know, 1.25 gigabits. They actually connect up into a network that lives in Azure that they might be using, um, you know, to a, a via express route to a larger office location. And customers can also have a site-to-site -site VPN tunnel as a backup connection. So should some unfortunate circumstance happen, as did today in my yard, customers can actually take advantage of, 
of uh, you know that site to site connect or tunnel that exists between you know the primary site and Azure as a as a backup connection. So lots of ways I'm, to connection. I'm not laughing with you. I'm laughing at you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah I, I should have taken a picture of the mess uh, that I, I I actually had to stitch together in the front yard to make that work. So. <laughs> that's so that's so awesome. <laughs> all right. Um, so these are all the locations that customers can actually patch into Azure from, and you can see that we have pretty global sprawl, and we have some new regions that are coming on in France as well as in South Africa. But these are locations that customers can actually bring in a connection to us. Um, and and um, one benefit that customers can have as well in making use of, of an add-on feature to Expressor that I'll talk about here in a minute, but I thought it'd be easy to talk about with a map. Let's say their customer had a location in the Netherlands and, and um, a location in Miami. Customers can actually have an express route connection from the location in the Netherlands to our Amsterdam uh, express route connection um, or express route uh, a gateway uh, point, as well as one in Miami. And what we can do with an add-on called express route premium is we can actually backhaul traffic over our private fiber between those two locations. So you know we're we're not really a carrier, but I guess you know we can. You know, act as a carrier in some regards for being able to allow traffic from, uh, you know, Azure assets deployed in the Netherlands to Azure assets deployed in Miami would actually be backhauled over our, our private connection and, and not over the public internet. So it's just creative routing on our part. Yeah, exactly. Yep. So that's an option that a customer has to actually enable on that Express Route connection called Express Route Premium. That's cool. And we also have a number of sovereign clouds. I know you do a lot of work uh, with you know, different you know, public sector customers here in the U.S. Yep. We have a number, number of locations that customers can actually use to be able to get onto our, our uh, U.S. government cloud. Uh, we have another sovereign cloud in Germany um, that is not actually operated by Microsoft, but we actually, you know, it's kind of a unique relationship we have with a, a telco there in Germany that we, it's a stand, you know, standard Azure location, um, but customers can actually, um, you know, re rely on the fact or benefit from the fact that it's actually being managed and uh, monitored or maintained by a local, uh, you know, German entity. Um, so that's another path that customers can take. Is, and likewise, in China, we in mainland China, we have another carrier that we work with there, another company that manages our, our Azure locations there. <clears throat> and this kind of shows a illustrative example where a customer might have a connection to you know a zone which is a uh, you know all intents and purposes an Azure region. Um, in another Azure region, and with that Express Route Premium uh, flag enabled, we can actually backhaul traffic between uh, you know this customer location and that customer location over our network, <clears throat> as long as both of those locations have Express Route connections into Azure from their respective you know zones. So it's assuming that you know that you know using my earlier example that the zone two could be in the Netherlands, the zone one could be in Miami and we kind of bridge the gap across our network. Cool. All right. Um, so I uh, talked about that. Um, so the final thing I'm going to talk about is um, how customers can actually take advantage of some peering options that we have when they're using ExpressRoute. 
So we have, so let's say that a customer has, um, you know, some PaaS services that they want to use in Azure, something like SQL Azure DB um, or Azure Blob Storage. Both of those services are public services that live in Azure. And to connect and consume those services, customers have to actually go outside of this private network typically. Um, you know, using their internet connection to actually connect to some of those public services, some of those public, um, you know, PaaS services we have in Azure. Customers can actually toggle something we have um, called, um, you know, uh, the Azure public peering that actually allows traffic that's destined for those public services to ride over this express route connection. So if a customer wants to have control or assurance or do any sort of monitoring or um, you know, security inspection of that traffic, um, you know, to those public services is a way that they can actually force that traffic to ride over that circuit as opposed to going outside of that circuit over the public internet. Um, likewise, they can actually, um, that, well, the blue path is actually where um, all of the, you know, typical traffic for the private networks they set up in Azure would actually traverse. Um, so that's, that would actually be kind of the default behavior of ExpressRoute if this peering wasn't enabled. And we also allow peering to some of our Office 365 services. So this is actually something that does require some pre-authorization and approval from the product team because it's not typically a recommendation that that we um, that we or is that a, a configuration that we recommend rather um, because Office 365 services are public and they're best used over you know public internet connections um, but for a variety of reasons um, you know the, the financial institutions and so forth there might be some customers that need to again have that traffic routed over some some sort of monitored and secured link. And, and there are you know, some exceptions to that, that, uh, that rule, and we do allow customers to, to enable that as well. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. So any, any, uh, well, one any question that I do have. Um, <laughs> we've just read each other's minds. <laughs> um, I thought that we were backing away from doing ExpressRap for two Office 365 implementations. Yes, we actually do not recommend it. Um, it. It is something that, you know, for some specialized circumstances that the product team can actually enable that. And the the, the way that that's done is um, those, um, so if a customer actually is using Microsoft Peering, like for CRM Online as an example, um, or, or uh, Dynamics 365, um, we don't actually advertise the BGP uh, headers or, or the the you know the you know traffic filters for Office 365 services. To be able to have that done is actually in a, a something the product team and engineering team has to get involved with to actually enable that for specific customer subscriptions. So there are some extenuating circumstances that customers may need to do that, um, but it is not recommended because um, if you think about it, that we're now sending a reliant now on this, you know, potentially throttled connection for, you know, things like Skype for business right. or, you know, out, you know, Outlook, uh, um, you know, using Outlook to be able to retrieve your email for um, exchange online and so forth. Sure. So the reason I'm asking that is because I just want to make sure that anybody watching this understands that uh, from uh, if, if you're a customer and you're just curious about ExpressRoute or somebody that's just watching this because you want to learn about ExpressRoute, or if you work for Microsoft and you're you're learning about ExpressRoute, I just kind of wanted to mention that because I, when when you think of ExpressRoute, I really want you to be focused on thinking about Azure. 
Right, right. That's exactly right. <clears throat> that would be the the best and uh, you know most beneficial use case. It just happens that you know a lot of our Azure data centers also host Office three sixty five. So there's some some network things that we could do if it's if it's necessary for extenuating circumstances, but it's not not recommended. Okay, great. All right. So that's it in a nutshell. Like I said, it's kind of a, a boring session from from a, a demo standpoint because I don't have anything really cool to, to show off. Um, but it, you know, hopefully it's a good walkthrough of kind of how things work and what options exist. Yeah, no, actually it, it was far from boring. I really appreciate <laughs> you doing this. Um, and we got to tell the story of you splicing together your own internet. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I should go out and take a picture of it. Uh, yeah. To put at the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. If you want to do that, we'll we'll certainly display it. Okay. Uh, if if it's not buried by now. Oh, it's not buried. It's uh, it's all cobbled together. So <laughs> now. <laughs> so, okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, listen, man. Thank you so much for uh, doing this for us again. I love yeah. having you as a guest. Um, you know, you're always informative, and this is always, uh, 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 you know, you make for a great show. So thank you again awesome. for doing Yeah, no problem. Yeah. All right, guys. Uh, that's it. Now there's everything that you needed to know about ExpressRoute. Um, uh, again, thanks for watching, and that's your taste of Premiere.